Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. So yeah, so as we kind of move into this, I don't know, it's, it's a very beautiful Wednesday. Um, you know, it's kind of talking about uh, embarrassing moments in middle school. Uh, that Gosh, middle school was so awkward, so awkward. I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, um, I was cleaning out the garage and Eliana was helping me out and she opened up a box and found my middle school yearbooks uh, from like sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And man, I was just this stubby little bull cut, blonde glasses wearing, I don't know, even know what I was. I don't know. You got any embarrassing moments in middle school today? Yeah, I for sure do. One that always sticks out to me is I mentioned last or yesterday that I was obsessed with the volleyball. So we would have practice every other week in the mornings. Yeah. And so I would get there really early, I think like six thirty probably in the morning. And so we would be sweating. Sometimes I would work out with the team. So I said like I wasn't on the team, but I still did everything the team did and then some. And so if we did this crazy like uh kind of like a sprinting workout back and forth to the court and I was hot and sweaty and back then um I had really naturally curly hair but I thought boys would like me more if I straightened my hair so I spent a ton of time straightening my hair but because my hair was so dripping of sweat it was like this half curly half straight situation so it just okay. looked like a big afro on my head <laughs> and I'm sure it didn't look that bad but what had happened was I was one of the last people out of the room, out of the um, locker room that day, getting changed into school clothes. And a big group was waiting for me outside. And it was a mixture of like popular basketball boys and some of the volleyball girls. And I walk out and everybody just starts laughing at me. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no. Like I immediately like heart sunk. Like what's going on? Like, why are they laughing? And then Aaliyah, this girl, she was like, dang Tate you be looking like a hot mess and like my hair I can't even explain it but it was just like curly straight ends all messed up but then also my shirt was on back like inside out and I didn't realize it and I still had on my like I was in a hurry so like I had my volleyball socks still on so those long socks that came up to your knees and I was probably wearing shorts or something they lived in Arizona yeah so anyway, she just said, like, you'd be looking like a hot mess. And that has always stuck with me. <laughs> so it's, like, embarrassing slash, like, mortifying and ever since then. And I didn't know what hot mess me- meant either. So I remember I kept saying, like, what does that mean? And that just made everybody laugh even more. And, yeah, just such a bad time. To be, hot mess. That's good yeah, stuff. Hot mess. Those things in middle school just like stick with you, right? And yeah, like I'm sure it was fine, but I don't know. It just was so mortifying to me. Yeah. 
I mean, I remember one time, I mean, I think the most embarrassing moment in middle school for me was I had allergies one day. I remember I sneezed in class and like this giant snot rocket came out of my nose and like hung from my nose to my desk. Like, I remember that one. Um, I had this, I had this friend, Nate Hyatt, and he was just like a weird kid, but like he was the kid that like I was friends with, but none of the other friends liked him, you know? Yeah. And we were playing basketball one day and he made somebody mad. And so they got him in a headlock. And he was able – he wiggled his head out and came around and then bit the kid in the shoulder, like bit him, like hard, but like broke skin type of thing, right? Yeah. And and so, like, I remember having to, like, you know, break up the fight, and the kid he bit was just, like, screaming, you know, you bit me. You bit me. I can't believe you bit me. And so the school actually pulled us all into the office, had to take pictures of the bite mark, and then his parents wanted to file an assault charge against Nate Hyatt. And so then the cops all had to come and they had to like question all of us. Like his shoulder, I mean, seriously, his shoulder was, br- I don't know if you've ever seen a bite before, but like a bite's nasty. It's a nasty thing. Like the, mm-hmm. the it just leaves gnarly bruises. And <laughs> I just remember this kid, like his shoulder. And so like all the parents were brought into it. And, and I was, you know, and I, I liked this kid named Hyatt, even though he was like a complete dork and he bit this other kid. And so I remember like having to like, decide you know do I still want to be friends with this guy <laughs> um but you know it's it's one of those things that that you just you wonder you know should I have been friends with this guy is that is that someone that I should have been friends with because mm. we did a bunch of other stuff we shouldn't have done and he was I always got in trouble with him he was that kid I always got in trouble with yeah. um, but you know good memories I guess good memories. oh my gosh that reminds me speaking of Aliyah friendship like I remember it was right about when like people started to be able to make their own YouTube videos like I'm sure they did that before but like in my grade like kids started to be on social media and stuff and so we decided one day to put out a YouTube video but we basically just like made fun of this other boy on our YouTube video and then we made it and then my other friend saw it and they called me and they're like Tate, this is not you. Like, you have to take this down. You're being a bully. Like, this is for oh, everyone no. to see. And I just, <laughs> I always thought to myself, like, I should have not been friends with Aaliyah because yeah. <laughs> she just always made me do things that were just a little bit questionable. But yeah, yeah. we all have those friends. Yeah. I guess if you're in homeschool, I guess you don't have those friends. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> homeschooled. So <laughs> I know. My, kid, my kids don't have those. Well, I guess they kind of do. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, well, welcome anyway. to the podcast, everybody. Happy yeah. Wednesday. What's the Wi-Fi password? You see, we're um, just me and Josh today. Yeah, and it's down to two. Um, Andy, I don't know what Andy's doing today. And then Erica, she's she's cleaning the house. She, she, was, she was like, no podcast time. Um, but Tate and I just wanted to continue to put out some encouragement. So we just thought, thought we would start with some laughs today um, and then continue on with our theme of worship. And this is kind of the heart of worship. And you know, yesterday was Tuesday, and so we talked about um, things that we do worship that maybe we shouldn't, and talk, you know, and just encourage you guys. Hopefully, you had a great time in small groups last night, and just got to talk through the teachings. Um, but coming to this Wednesday, uh, we wanted to continue with the theme of worship and kind of talk about, like, in a sense, the way that we, um, and it's just Tate and I, the way just Tate and I define worship in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of what the heart of that is. So, Tay, you want to start with that? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I 
The verse that comes to mind actually, well, that came to mind today in regards to worship is just worshiping in spirit and in truth. And I think it, for me, part a big part of worship is just learning how to be very honest before the Lord. And I know I'm sure many of you guys have experienced this is like when you go into worship and there's just something that you haven't resolved in your own heart or with maybe even another person that just builds like a wall between you and God, because you're singing about these songs that are very honest and open Lord, like Mm -hmm. take my heart. I surrender all, but then there's this check in like when you start to realize what you're saying and you're like, man, Lord, do I really mean that? And wait, I can't actually sing that right now because I, I haven't surrendered this to you. And so kind of, um, really examining my heart and my mind while doing worship, while singing and basically just confessing to the Lord, the things that I haven't surrendered or the things that Mm. I'm not fully being honest about in my life. Um, and then the second part of worshiping, uh, is the, or the first part of it says to worship in spirit. So, um, I think for me, what that means is being able to spend time with the Lord so that the Holy Spirit is coming through more than Tate comes through. So I think oftentimes if I'm not spending time with the Lord in my own personal quiet times, or if I'm not praying with him by myself and I'm only showing up to Tuesday night youth group to do worship and I'm only showing up on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights, then I really like the spirit. I'm not in tune with the spirit and yeah. the spirit isn't stronger than Tate is. And so I'm distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my phone. I'm thinking about social media. I'm thinking about work or my mom or whatever. Um, yeah. But I'm not really aligned with the spirit of God. And so my spirit's off. Right. And so when it comes to worship for me, it, it, those two things really stand out. And I think uh, you think as you worship more, those things would get easier. But to me, it's really like a cycle. Like I go through really sweet seasons of worship and then seasons where it feels very hard. Um, I remember going through like my seasons of just like suffering and trials and worship was kind of the only thing I wanted to do. Like it was really hard for me to hear teachings and stuff. And so I remember those being really sweet times, but then sometimes in seasons where things are thriving and going well, Sometimes it's even harder to worship in spirit and truth. Mm. And so um, knowing that, I think we just kind of always have to check our hearts, which I know we keep saying all the time, but that really is the truth. Um, And we have to keep going back to the foundations of worship. You know, am I worshiping in spirit and in truth? So what about you, Josh? Yeah, that's good. It's good foundational, just truth right there. And, um, you know, it's spirit and truth that, it's, there's just such light in that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's just such honesty in that and integrity. Um, it's not in darkness. It's not in things hidden. It's not in a life that is kind of a facade, but it's like in just your sincerity and your truth and who you are before Christ. And, um, you know, I've always seen worship as, as more of a lifestyle, you know, more of worshiping God with, um, you know, the way that I, I spend money worshiping with the God, the way that I spent, mm-hmm. you know, I treat my body and what I, what I do with my body, um, the way that I love and treat others and offer up what God has given me. Um, of course there is like the, the sense of worshiping God, just in awe of like being on your knees or, or prayer or like being in silence before him and, and honoring him. Um, but really it's a full 
and really, I, I think as I've grown and I've matured in my faith, it's, it's become more of an understanding of this complete denial of self mm-hmm. and, and surrender before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that the times that I've walked, like been closest to God in my life, um, have been those times when I've been completely surrendered to him. And I just can't see any way around that because to, the call to discipleship, the call to, to walking with the Lord, it all culminates with this surrender. It all culminates with this, this heart of worship before him that just denies self because self, you know, Josh Shively in his flesh doesn't want to worship God. You know, I want to yeah. please myself. I want to, want to, you know, make myself happy. Um, even in a sense, worship myself. But uh, when I'm in that place of surrender, that's really where, where I want to worship God. And, you know, it kind of all culminates um, in Matthew chapter 16 uh, in verse actually 24, where Jesus actually just rebukes Peter for like, Peter's like, you're not going to die on the cross. You're not going to leave us. And Jesus says like behind me, Satan. And basically yeah. like telling like Peter, like, dude, you are being so selfish right now. Like you are, you are thinking all about self. You are not thinking about like what God's plan and his kingdom is. Right. And so, you know, then Jesus, then he says in verse 24, after he rebukes Peter, um, he basically says like, you know, you don't know the things of, of God, but you know the things of men. And then he says, uh, he says, if any man would come after me in verse 24, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life shall lose it. And whoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what shall a man be profited? if he shall gain the whole world and forfeit his life. I mean, Jesus is basically laying out either you fully surrender because I mean, the cross wasn't this like kind of surrender. You didn't, mm-hmm. you, you weren't put on a Roman cross and then lived. It just didn't happen. You yeah. put on a, you were put on a Roman cross to die. You were walking with a Roman cross because you were being put to death. And so basically what Jesus is saying here is, is a life of worship, a life of honoring God is one of true surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not easy, but, I don't know about you guys in this time of shelter in place. I've, I feel like I'm finding that again in my life, um, mm-hmm. an absolute surrender before the Lord. And I'm just so like, so blessed for it. I just want to share that with you guys today. Yeah, that's good, Josh. It reminded me too, that it's like along with that surrender, like when we surrender the spirit and truth part comes so much easier. Mm-hmm. And that's all that worship is really. It's really, like it, we said that on Monday when we talked to Austin, it's about waking up every day and recognizing like this day is the Lord's. And so mm-hmm. I need to make sure that what I'm doing is for the Lord. And that just gets harder and harder to do as life picks up because every part of our life calls for a different type of attention from us. And so yeah. I actually think it's the easiest. I don't think it's easy, but I think it's easiest mm-hmm. when we're in middle school and high school um, because there's just not a lot of stress to like pay bills, to take yeah. care of a family, to, you know, be an adult. And so, but I also think there's some really, then, then I think that's why Jesus talks a lot about childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And because that's what we as adults always have to come back to that surrender of like, nope, God's in control. He's the father here. He's the boss. And so we just fall mm-hmm. in line with that. And that's really like, how worship plays into to all of it so that's good so i guess our challenge for today is like find those places to surrender and and worship god in those things don't just mm-hmm. surrender for surrender's sake but surrender to like honor god and worship god 
that can kind of culminate with things of like, what do we got to cut out of our life? What do we have to change in our life? And yeah, just kind of ending this podcast with the heart of like, look at your life and look at where you need to surrender before God. Mm-hmm. And it can, it's just start with the little things. Start with just like going to bed a little earlier so you can wake up a little uh, earlier to, to like read the word. Yeah. Maybe it's just the surrendering of secular music for a while. Maybe it's the surrendering of a relationship. Maybe it's the surrendering of, of a mindset or perspective or, or, or maybe a bitterness you're holding in your heart, you know? And so, totally. and so just, you know, you know, go before the Lord because only you and the Lord can really work those things out. And yeah, uh, and yeah hopefully that encourages you guys. Yeah, I would even challenge students if you're still like, well, I don't really know what, what other discipline I could have in my life to worship God more. I would say give something up, like give up sugar for the rest of shelter in place. I, I, that's a hard one, but (laughs) I don't know, do something, give up reading books. Maybe you just read your Bible, give up drawing, give up, uh, make a sacrifice that's going to impact your life and just see Mm. what happens. It's not necessarily that those are bad things or things that you're worshiping. It doesn't have to be that, but by just giving up something, um, that would be hard for you to give up. You're putting your place yourself in a um, mindset of surrendering. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Tate, this was fun. Totally. Yeah. All well, right. See you guys later. Wash your hands. Yeah. All right, guys. Love you. Calvary Monterey's Youth Ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.